It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, everybody. It's out of darkness into light, and Bella just called me up, and she says that uh, she has planes circling her house, uh, which is interesting because she just um, made some significant efforts today to start a uh, website. <clears throat> and uh, she's uh, seen things like this before, but um, I was telling her that... Um, what I've said before, that this has to do with talking today, that everybody says that this happens to them, uh, except for one or two people. I think they've um, had more of a spiritual attack than technology. And uh, so uh, things are being ramped up here. She talked about that. And uh, we had this discussion, what was it, two nights ago? And uh, she acknowledged that it's being ramped up, and I said, I think it's the same old thing. And then this happens today, okay? So I told her that it's probably about to just, um, they're sending her a message, we don't like you talking today. Uh, they're probably not going to show at her doorstep. Now, they never do. But they do this kind of thing over and over, and just, just today, just today, okay? Uh, tonight, uh, Johnny's telling me that he is being followed by black helicopters. And I said, why didn't you tell me this, John? You know? And there's other people. Uh, Joel's got a new story. I don't know if we've talked about it in the show or not. But uh, I'm going to call Bella back here and uh, get her on the call so she can talk about what's going on. She made a little video of it and put it on my Facebook site. So this will take just a sec here. <clears throat> Did that go? Yeah. Okay. Did you watch it? Yep. It was a pretty good video. You know, most of the stuff you see at night is is not not worth that much, but you mean you can clearly see this, yeah. Um, because I have I, I put up a picture of my yard tonight because I have you know pink lights and stuff in my yard, and you can if you look at the picture of my yard, you can see it's circling around my house because it starts with the the edge of my porch with a pink light, and it ends up over my greenhouse. Hold it here. You said a pink light. No, on my porch, I have pink lights. Oh, okay. I so, thought maybe the plane had a pink light. They're no, referencing and, you. <laughs> so, so it starts there, and I'm I'm videotaping it all in a circle around my house. Mm-hmm. And those planes are really low. I mean, whatever this is is really low. So it's circling over your house. Yes. Okay. I'll send you pictures. You can tell from my porch with the pink lights, and then it goes around, and you can see it above my greenhouse. Mm-hmm. And this has been going on for about two hours. 
So they're doing it over and over again. Yeah. I think he might be back, maybe, huh? I'll, I'll take, I'll videotape it again, but they, yeah, this is ridiculous. I never see planes that low turning in circles like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I, I believe that they're sending you a simple, basic message, and you have to uh, understand what the message is. And they know whether you understand it or not. So um, mm-hmm. you can acknowledge to them, okay, I understand. I think I know what the message is. And that's, that's basically it. And then they, they back off. Typically. So what's the message? And I, because I'm, I, I'm, I've been standing I already up. told you, we don't like you talking today. Or uh, we can reduce <laughs> that to, do you really want to do this? Now, if you're not convinced of that, to sit back, do nothing, let's see what they do. I know, Dave, but I've been, you know what, I, I've been doing decoding stuff for for a couple of years. I have been doing this. I know. And, I, and I've had this happen, but it's like getting ridiculous. It's constant. You know? It's ramping up. Yes. No, let me know if you see any kind of irregularities, irregularities with your technology, your computer, or anything like that, because they typically do that. Too. Um, today, when I was taking pictures, Mhm. Of my computer. Mhm. I took the pictures to show because I was gonna of my website. After I took the pictures and I was looking at the pictures, they started getting this weird uh, energy film over it as I was looking at them. Mhm. <laughs> they got a special little operation for everybody. I haven't heard that one before. So. Oh yeah. They were my pictures were clear when I took them, mm-hmm. and then when I was looking at them, they started getting this weird moving energy film as I was watching it. Hmm. It just pisses me off to make me want to fight more. I, I fucking hate these people. Ah. You're live on talk show, Bella, and you're dropping the up. I didn't even know I was live. Sorry. I didn't. I didn't tell you. Well, I was about. I was about to. I couldn't. I couldn't pass up. Uh, recording this live recording. <laughs> it just makes me mad, you know. It's just. Yeah. I. You know they don't do anything to me. Uh, I don't think yeah, there's yeah. anything. But... Yesterday there was a guy that came up to me and asked me if I wanted uh, the other half of the sandwich, and mm-hmm. nobody has ever done that to me in entire life. Total stranger. This is the kind of weird stuff they do that I'm supposed to analyze, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, we're going to try to get some revelation on it and see if that was one of them. I think probably not. But the guy didn't look like he was mentally ill. Dave, he was a young Dave, guy. Here's, here's yeah. the thing. I don't know what their deal is because they have been. They want to expose themselves. They have been exposing themselves all day, every day, everywhere. They're making websites about the Illuminati. So why do they care if we talk about this stuff? Why do they? It all has different to do with hierarchy, different levels of hierarchy. And um, yeah, well, the people that we're primarily focused on today on YouTube, those are the people that are going to sacrifice and they'll be scapegoats because uh, all this stuff is going to come out of the bag and people are going to be angry, just like they'll be angry at their pastors that there's no pre-trib rapture. <laughs> and they're going to demand accountability and the Illuminati is hidden, you know, the upper Illuminati are hidden behind the managerial class and they're not going to be able to be responsible for anything, but they're going to roll these people out there they're going to have to deal with the anger of the people. That's what the, the office of the presidency is about, to take your wrath out of somebody that you can, you know, he's a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Get, get angry at him. See, we don't even know who to get angry at. They're the hidden gray men. You see, you can't even get yeah, but I, 
I don't believe that we're dealing with human beings. See, not the same. Well, yeah. It, behind all that, yeah, there's dark entities. Yeah. Well, we we can't get at them either. I mean, you can do spiritual warfare if you want. Well, I can't overthrow them. God has to do that. Well, I'm not going to be intimidated by them. I'm not intimidated, and they know that. I don't mock them. Um, I laugh at them a little bit, not too much, but uh, I try to not uh, affect, it on a, affect me on an emotional level. I've, I've adjusted. It, human beings have a tremendous capacity to adjust all kinds of craziness, and that's what I've done. So. It just seems like if they can't affect you spiritually, then they attack you with this kind of thing. Well, they've been throwing technology and black magic at us lately. Uh, it's affected me two days ago. I had some false voice talking to me. I'm going, oh, this, this is not true. This is false. Ran oh, I know. It's constant. They're all false. You, I, you didn't have say, to... no, I didn't figure out it was false to the next day. I believed what I was told <laughs> right hearing this voice. No, it was technology. Mm-hmm. And I was getting attacked, and Otto was getting attacked. On the same day, he was texting me and going, what's going on, man? Is this backlash? That's what he said. Is this backlash? And uh, I don't want to go into his private life here too much, but uh, I, 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 we think it's demonic. But um, at, actually, they were... We're not dealing with human beings. Well, they're, 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 it was magic, but they got demons involved. They're sending demons after us, you see. hmm Yeah. It just he makes me mad. He was having these weird nightmares that had to do with... Um, uh, well... Um, with group, group stalking. Now, what the heck kind of a nightmare was that, you see? I've been I've been helping another person with decodes on uh, you know decoding things and he's make, he's been making videos about my information mm-hmm. all week so sure they don't like that. No, I think they did that deliberately because you started to assert yourself today. Well. Even the profession of doing something. Let's take an example. Is this true? Yes, it is. Because I've already said on the show on January 12th, I made the first external effort to do some, reveal the clouds behind the moon, you know, the Mm -hmm. public. And so I responded to an email and I said that I would. Well, they hit the backlash hit immediately that day. So this is supposed to be a coincidence. It better and better. In less than two days, uh, the the top the, the, you know the the podcast was down and the um, <clears throat> the big uh, Facebook site we had was down and never mm-hmm. has reappeared. Now that's supposed to be a coincidence. No, no, no. Okay, Dave, Dave, Dave. All day long, I've been sending out enough uh, text to people mm-hmm. because I've been because a lot of people ask me to be sold stuff. Now tonight when I tried to send you information what I was doing, none of it would send. I had to keep pushing. Okay. It would say retry, retry, okay. retry. Bella, you're going to see this over and over again. Everybody is in denial initially, but you just look for the patterns and you got to have to do with that. I'm not in denial. I, I get it. Well, at first, you know, uh, I, I don't know about the day stuff, you know, that's going to go far out. You'll see it. They want you to know. They don't like well, you linking up with me. But they don't like any of us linking up with each other. We have power in numbers. I've been talking about things like uh, the tribal mind, the collective mind, pool, a right. of mind. Uh, collectively, we're more intelligent than we are as individuals. Right. 
we inspire each other. This is the basis for like things like Socratic dialogue. When you practice proper Socratic dialogue, you you stimulate your mind in a new way. Because I know, because well, I've done it with with other people. I'm I, think, I think about things I never thought about before. Yeah, I, but I'm exposing the the mixing of the two races. Mm-hmm. They don't like that, you know. The mixing of the fallen angels with the humans. They they don't want people to know that part. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's... You know, I don't know how to get people to see that's what's going on, but that's what's going on. <laughs> Maybe they don't like your hair. Do you think it has anything to do with your hair? No. You, you want to be totally serious, mate. You're, you're a little bit <laughs> off kilter. <laughs> a little bit. No, I know what you're saying. I, I can crack the jokes because I don't have planes circling over my house. Yeah, and uh, in the last two hours, it's been ridiculous. I mean, it, it's just, I, I've never seen it. Seen him circling that low in a circle. <laughs> well, let's see if they come back. Live on the air, we're on talk show. Come, you want to come back? Make a good, make a good show. Sure. Might as well. Hey, you guys, come on back. Yeah, I do. Give yeah, us a good show. Uh, how often did they uh, stay away? You know, in between visits. Uh, ten minutes. <laughs> they should be back pretty soon. I mean, I had uh, I had one that had red and blue lights. Circling first. Mm-hmm. So that was weird. And it it, it wasn't a helicopter because you know how you they have the police helicopters. But this wasn't a helicopter. I think the helicopters might be more expensive, but I'm not sure. I heard a discussion about this just the other day. Why they use uh, planes instead of helicopters. Because they don't use helicopters as much. Well, this made, a, this made a 360 over my house. That's just crazy. Okay, so I listened to a, sh- a show on Coast to Coast, and they had a guy on there talking about how they have all these uh, small uh, planes circling America constantly, and they have all kinds of um, technology on there where they can listen to your cell phones. I don't know if this is low info, info, this info or what, because they don't need to put this technology in a plane to monitor you. But that doesn't mean that they're not doing that. But um, people are seeing the planes, exactly what you're talking about, uh, flying over their houses, and making it obvious that they're um, interested in you. Well, or trying to irritate you or get you to notice them or whatever the heck. I just don't think, I don't think on a very high, high level we're dealing with human beings. Yeah, I don't either. These aren't human beings just harassing us. This is bigger than that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they give the orders. Most people can't imagine that. A celestial being given an order, it, it trickles down. Somebody gets in a plane and goes drives over Bella's house. They don't even know what they're doing. They just get get an order. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't even know who you are or anything. They just take. They, they may. I don't know. I don't know. But well, the reason I videotaped it was after about three or four times. You know, I was like, um, yeah. You know. <laughs> so you remember how many times they came over your house? That was about well, four or five. No, that was about three times. But then, okay. around uh, farther out, like this was just right over my house. 
and then a little bit outwards was the, the, the ones that had the blue and red light going around. Let and me the know bigger... if you start flashing your favorite colors. We got a blue and red there. But, well, you know, know what I mean. They got blue and red on the plane, so I'm not going to freak out about that too much. Well, the blue is the fallen angels, and the red is the atomites, and they mix, they want to mix the two races. And that's the truth. And other, most people can't even conceive of that idea. They can't even understand that. Mm-hmm. Well, if they start if they start flashing a lot of blue and red, we'll we'll get suspicious here. Well, that's already happening. Especially if they mix mix in some pink. <laughs> What's funny? Don't drink. Actually, do not drink the pink Kool Aid. <laughs> you actually said they're using that color. <laughs> no, they're not. In my life on my porch, like I have pink lights because I. You know, like Christmassy lights, you know, and then mm-hmm. I have, and then down in my yard is my greenhouse, and then I have like colored lights over that, but they're like blue, green, and yellow, and all that. So really, all year round, huh? Yeah. So, and then I have a little pool underneath, and so I can show you a picture of my yard, and then you can see how I took the picture or video and it just goes in a circle all around my yard. Mm-hmm. Whatever they are. <laughs> are. Are you sure they don't love your gardening skills? No. Because I just got a disease in my cucumbers and I'm still upset. <laughs> Not much to so, admire there. Well, it still looks okay, but it's starting to get, you know. You got any colloidal silver on it? Around? No. Oh. This is, uh, well, this I is think another you can thing. Spray, I think I you can spray, I've, it's a fungus belly. I think you can spray apple cider vinegar on it, but there's cures for that. No, I've already, sprayed, uh, I've already sprayed baking soda on there and okay. neem oil. Neem oil. Okay, well, that's pretty good. That's but really here's good. the thing. And never in my life have I had a disease in my yard. Hmm. Till this year, and it's take. It's, I have to go out there and pick off the the leaves, and you know, just constantly. It, it's weird. I ha, I've never had a disease. In my okay, body. now you're sounding conspiratorial. There's conspiracies directed potentially at your yard. Well, I can take pictures of my plants, and I started these plants in the house. They were beautiful, and I I moved them out to my greenhouse, and. I have all the pictures of everything I've done, and I put them in the yard, and they were growing perfectly, and now they're dying. <laughs> they're starting to die. Mm-hmm. And I've never had a disease in my garden. Hmm. Well, be encouraged, because it may not be technology. There may be Illuminati witches that are just hurling things, curses at your plants. So I do want to encourage <laughs> you with that. I don't want you to be fearful that it's all technology. Oh, well, I know. I'm not... You're, I just think quite, it's odd. You're not quite as scared as high of high Illuminati witches, are you? No, but I'll tell you what, Dave. I am a green thumb. Like I know cures for everything in the garden. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 I have plants that are dead, dying. So it's weird. But I'm just saying it, 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 it's upsetting because I work so hard on the garden. Well, what you can do, you can. There's a great book out there called Secrets of the Soil, and you can maximize the, the potential for growth. Uh, it basically just gets the life force flowing through the soil, and you may be able to overcome that. 
Yeah, but Dave, I've done it. I've had gardens for 20 years and never had disease in my garden. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking like crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, it and may t- um, it may be something that is you know um, because of chemtrails because this is yeah. happening now. I mean, everything is deteriorating. The soil. The trees, yep. people don't realize this. You can't start well, spraying in 1997 and everything stay yeah. the same. Everything's deteriorating. I heard a, a show on this expert on chemtrails. Well, actually, he was, he was talking about chemtrails, but he was an expert on like, biology and plants and stuff like that, agriculture. He's mm-hmm. saying everything is being destroyed. Yeah. This has got to stop or everything will all be ruined. People have well, no I, idea. It's ruined the soil. There's way too much aluminum. It's, everything's out of balance. Yeah. The pH balance is wrong everywhere. Uh-huh. I just, it's, just, it's amazing because I've always had gardens that look painted green. Like, they look like, I can show you pictures from my past garden. They look like, you know, and every, every year, it just get, in the last five years, it has gotten harder to keep disease out of my garden. But this year, God, it's just, it's, it's depressing. <laughs> Because I make everything. I make my own soap and bread. I, I'm, you know, I can all my vegetables and fruits and all that stuff. Okay, I just want to give an update here. We got a praise report. Uh, Chuck got some revelation. He was seeking revelation, and he was told that what's happening to Otto, whoever's behind what's happened to Otto, it's they were causing what was happening with me. It was the same ones, and so Chuck and I started praying for Otto. Mm-hmm. And guess what happened? He just told me, he just texted me, and he said, I slept like a baby today, and everything's yeah. fine. You know, that's the thing, you know, just pray, and uh, what's going to happen to all of your, your, mac, your black magic? It's going to come to nothing, typically, not always. But we know what we're doing, you know, and you've got to live a righteous life, you know. You're not going to be able to, you can pray to your blue in the face, mm-hmm. and uh, God may help you. He may not, but don't assume you're going to be protected. But yeah, so um, he's doing fine now, and uh, the enemy has been uh, dealt with. And they'll be looking, you know, for some kind of a little crack in the dike to get in there again. They catch, they catch you off guard, you know. Well, I was I was talking to my neighbor, and I'm like, she was looking at my garden, and she goes, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I got a disease." And she goes, well, "God is smiting your garden as a joke." <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, "It makes you feel like that because it's like." Because I depend on my garden all through the year. You know, I can everything, dry it. Yeah. Everything. Old school, huh? Yeah. That's a lot of work. Can you, a punk rock drummer who... <laughs> I didn't know you <laughs> was a punk hippie. Rock. Did you know that I used to be a punk? Well... I never told you that. Well, no, I said it no. Yeah, I was, I was uh, a punk rocker. But people actually said that I was the first punk rocker they ever saw in Tacoma. Yeah, that's Washington. what I did. I had pink hair when I was 18. Mm-hmm. That, no, 16. So, uh, you know, uh, 25 years later, you, you've massively <laughs> matured and you no longer wear um, that shade of pink hair. You got a new shade, right? Yeah, it's a different shade of pink. I've you know, I, just, I was watching a video um, yesterday and... Uh, it was, oh, jeez, I don't know anything about the movie. I can't think of the, the girl, but uh, this, they had this fabulous 
uh, tinge of pink. It was light pink. It looked really, really good. Well, well I, I ended up, I ended up, uh, a metallic pink or something. I don't know. When I was 20, I ended up as a blues musician. So I play, I learned to play, oh my, you know, playing drums, I play everything. You know, <laughs> classic rock, punk rock, blues, rhythm and blues, everything. Well, I think you probably got into the punk rock. Um, when I checked out the scene, um, I didn't pay attention after 1985. I got saved, and um, I shut everything down, pretty much. I started studying, so I couldn't listen to music. Well, the thing studying. is, though, as I know ever since I was a little kid, I've always loved Jesus. I've always loved his, the whole thing. <laughs> I, I don't, I've always been a very loving person. I don't think hair and what you do has, you know. Obviously, you know, since I've, in the last four years, since I've realized that all the music is created by the Illuminati and the puppets are doing, you know, producing all this music and stuff. So now I, yeah, and now I can't, I don't respect it anymore. I don't have respect for that anymore because of that. So it's hard. People have sold out if they weren't on it in the first place, right? So now I just feel like uh, I don't even, I stopped playing drums this year because I'm like, what do I do? Like, what? Did you know Johnny plays drums? You know that, right? Yeah. Okay. But Dave, I'm telling you, I'm a good drummer. Like, I'm mm-hmm. a professional. You know. Um. And now I can't. I can't. Give, give, give us a video sometime of you drumming. Sure. Post it on my Facebook. And now I can't. Uh, I just don't respect most music that's out there because. Now, I want to warn you about something. Because, you know, I used to be a rock climber. I was obsessed with rock climbing and training rock climbing. Uh, I, I rock climb every day on a practice rock. Mm-hmm. And God took what I loved away from me. And he, sp- he spoke to me and he told me, I don't want you to do that anymore. And I, I kept going on this practice rock uh, and I started getting injured. And, and it was obvious that God was involved. And I quit once I realized, okay, this is, <laughs> he told me what to do and I'm disobeying. And uh, this is not, because I never got hurt ever. I stole a mountain climbing. And uh, never any injuries. I get, you know, I go out there. I, I, I actually was trying to do the right thing, but I wasn't sure about this hearing from God thing because I was a baby Christian. See, so I was mm-hmm. a lot bunch of time ago. I, did, I, thought I, I thought he didn't want me to do that, so I didn't go out there for a while. Then I went out there and got my hand hurt. Then I didn't go out there for a while again. Then I got the opposite hand hurt. Then I went out there and let the time go. I went back there, got my hand hurt again three times in a row, and then they stole a whole bunch of my climbing equipment out of my, oh. out of my car. I got I got the message, and I never went back there again. Okay, so the things that you love, it all has to do with time. Our lives are short. You don't have too much mm-hmm. time in the day. You know that. You run, I feel like I'm running out of time every day. I feel like I'm running behind. I know. So do I. I but just... God, this is a good thing because he wants to take your gifts that he's given you, start focusing them now. And, you know, it, you can drum to your blue in the face, but, you know, you can drum for the kingdom of God. It has to do intent. But God's got something probably better for you. I, I think you'd probably agree with me on that. He's going to take you somewhere. He could yeah. use music still. He, now, here's the thing. Sometimes God will give you a break just so you're not fixated on it and then actually let you go back to what you're doing because now you, you don't have all this addictive behavior. I got to do that. I got to perform, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Now you can do it, okay? Right. With, you got to be balanced. Just so you learn this over time. Because that's what happened with me with music. See, music had this massive 
whole yes. entire life. It was just like heroin, which I've never done. Me too. Totally, totally me different. too. Oh, me God, too. God actually prepped me because when I checked out in 1985, for two years before that, I was just listening to classical jazz and blues. I had moved away from the, the more addictive stuff. And I was listening to KPLU, which is one of the greatest jazz stations in the world. I mean, people actually say that. That was locally here in Tacoma, Pacific Lutheran University. That's where it comes from. And I, I used to listen to it all day long, and I played my other jazz and blues records. And then well, I got saved because I, I, God did it with me gradually because I was so messed up. My whole <laughs> life was around this. And, you know, it's all programming, see. Well, here's the deal is music is like when you play music as a musician with other people, it's 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 a connection that's greater than I can't even explain it. Like when you get in a groove with your friends, you're so connected, and you just feel like you can just relate to the other person. Mm-hmm, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. But now I'm finding the same thing happening with a lot of truthers that that uh, consult with me and what and want to learn about codes and decoding things and esoterics and the whole occult thing. And I'm finding that connection again with that, with mm-hmm. people. Like a really love connection. Like like, like the same kind of thing, kind of, you know. But music is... I live in a world where everything is rhythm in my mind. I, I just, I'm always tapping, you know, like tapping my feet, tapping my hands mm-hmm. on tables and stuff. And I started playing hand. I started out with hand drums, hmm. and I was playing African music, uh, Cuban, learning all of that stuff on hand drums. And then I went to the set. And let know, me ask you a question. Okay. Now it's going to be um, very important how I phrase this question, uh, or it could be. I believe that black people are superior to white people athletically. I've said it right on the show. Mm-hmm. I also hold to the view, now this is, I'm generally speaking, and I may have to narrow it down, but let me see if you can agree with me. I also believe that, um, well, let's, let's, let's say, for instance, that if I make a statement that black people have more of a sense of rhythm, would you agree with me on that one? Mm. No. Maybe we're going to have a problem. Okay, maybe we're going to have problems here. Okay. <laughs> well, let me just tell you what I believe. Now, I've studied music, and I actually studied it, and then went out and bought what I was studying, you know, the uh, bibliographies and stuff like that. And um, I think that most of the music that we're interested in actually started with uh, field haulers out in the cotton fields, where they started to develop mm-hmm. a rhythm vocally. Mm-hmm. Then eventually they took that and started to put some syncopation behind it and some, you know, real sounds. And but that's what I believe it pretty much all came from, was mm-hmm. the black people. Before that time, the white people, where did they have this? I mean, they had classical music. Well, here, Dave, I think that they promote the black. They, yeah. I think they promote the black people more than, because I live with a guy who can play hand organ like nobody I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. You're talking about your, yeah, okay, yep. Okay. Uh, he, he, when he was a kid, he 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 went to uh, Oakland and played in underground black clubs, and all the the kids were white, mm-hmm. and they loved it. So I'm a, I'm a little biased because of <laughs> because.
because of a lot of musicians that I've been around that are, you know, white guys that are that are very talented. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to agree with people like Eric Clapton, uh, Jeff Beck, mm-hmm. and uh, Keith Richards. I think sometimes they're being artificially humble, but they say, and I actually agree with them, that they're um, imitating the older blues artists like uh, Muddy Waters and stuff like that. And I, I, I actually... Well, in my estimation, I don't think there is good playing, but I like – now, this is very difficult because, you know, if you really like rock music, you, Keith Richards is going to sound better to you, even technically, than Muddy Waters. That's because you don't have an ear to I, actually identify the purest music. You've got to be a purist, mm-hmm. and you have to develop right. the ear to do that. I did it to a degree. And I, I started to appreciate them more and more and more. And then I got saved. And I didn't focus on it as much. But that was what mm-hmm. was happening with me. But saying all that, I still prefer, you know, Led Zeppelin, Stones, and uh, Yardbirds over the older 1950s mm-hmm. classical blues. It's just, it has more to offer, you know. It's more mm-hmm. popular, whatever the heck, you know. And I bought everything, everything. Well, there's a guy from, there's a band called Two Slim, the Tail Draggers, and from... The Northwest here, okay. and uh, the bass player that used to Tom Brim that used to play with those guys. With who? Two Slim and the Tail Draggers is Paul. You know, my Paul's like best friend, one of his best friends, and that guy is the most amazing bass player I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, I sit in my basement. I've, I've played with him. I've le- the reason why I got to be a good drummer is because I was around good musicians. And uh, he's a white guy, <laughs> and that guy can play bass like nobody. It, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think that there, there's, you know, in the music industry, it's controlled by the Jews, you know. So. I don't believe that. Well, yeah. If you look, if you look into the, the well, they're pretending you look, to be. All Jewish. you have to do, all you have to do, is look at the names. I know they have Jewish names, but they're pretending to be Jews. Well, they're not real Jews. That's what I, I'm just telling you what I believe in. I've, I've mentioned this before. Yeah. They're fake Jews. Now, the reason they're doing that, in my opinion, well, they're fake said, Jews, of course. I mean, I they're not real. Before, but they're trying to Dave, 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 Dave. I got to tell you this. We, we, we have to define who a Jew is, and I don't want to go into that right now. But what I'm yeah, saying is, yeah. they are the fake Jews. Because of, by definition. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> so the fake Jews run the music industry. I agree with that. Thank there you. you. Now we're on the same page. Yeah. Oh, okay. Of course. And so, so there's a control thing going on, and they control the narrative, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, musicians I've been around, white guys, <laughs> sometimes it just, they just blow my socks off. I can't even believe how good they are. It's just, and I, you know, I know, you know, a lot of people say that they like this musician or that, and they have, they, you know, they qualify them on, on their, but I've been around, like Paul used to open up for Robert Cray. Oh, wow. So. Oh, whoa, I've, whoa, whoa, whoa. You've you got to be kidding me. No, we have, we have, uh, yeah, we have recordings of that. And so. Oh well, uh, these <laughs> kind of everything right there. Well, yeah, <laughs> see, God. okay. Yeah, these kind of guys, 
Okay, yeah. you're talented there, huh? Wow. Oh, so when I'm te- when now, I tell you Robert Cray, he he must like Paul, otherwise oh, yeah. he would not allow that to happen. I don't think he's just in just no. purely for the money. He's got to like him too. Some people. No, he wow. opened up for Robert Cray a few times, and uh... okay. And I said I want to talk to Paul about music on the show, <laughs> rock blues, you know. Yeah, so uh, Paul's opened up for. Paul Butterfield, a whole bunch of people. Oh, wow. Tons of people. So that's the level he's on. And so the the level of players that I've been around made me a good drummer, you know, just playing Mm -hmm. with them in my basement. (laughs) Now, I just want to say, I mean, when it comes to jazz and blues, I'm I'm totally classicist. And I think the greatest jazz bassist ever was Charles Mingus. And Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people believe that. That's not a minority opinion. I don't know who would be greater than him. But I had his. A lot, not everything, but I had a lot of his, I had all the classic albums, and I was. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, that's what stuff I was listening to before I got saved. So you go, Dave is listening mm-hmm. to Charlie Mingus, and I was really into you know late 1940s bebop, you know before the the cool period in the 1950s with Miles, <laughs> Miles Davis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was really into Charles Parker, man, Charlie Parker, the heroin addict. He mm-hmm. freaking genius. Hmm. And uh, he could be totally loaded and play circles around people. Uh, maybe it was a demon or something. You know? Funny you talk about Miles. My, you know Miles Kennedy. Have you ever heard of him? I don't think so. He's a pretty well-known uh, rock musician. Hmm. Is he in a band? Um. It, well, yeah, he's in a few bands. He plays with a. He he's pretty famous, like famous. Yeah, on Wikipedia? Yeah. What's his name again? Miles Kennedy. Okay. Is he black? No, but he used to play with my sister's husband and they were in a band called Citizen Swing, which was a jazz band in Spokane. And uh so that's one famous guy that came out of here. <laughs> and they were really fun. Well, he's playing with uh, Splash from Guns N' Roses. Yeah. There you go. So he played with my my brother-in-law, uh, Dave Turner. Hmm. Citizen Swing. I don't know, you know, anything about the local scene anymore. I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. So. Well, I only know because I used to hang out with him all the time. Mm-hmm. And then 90, you know, hanging out. See, even people. the whole grunge thing, that that happened after I checked out and it bypassed me. I never even paid attention to it. Mm-hmm. I was busy studying and I didn't pay much attention to music. In fact, what I did, Villa, right away, I, I, I started out listening to Christian music first. And I, I think that was good. And I think God wanted me to do that. But let me tell you, man, it's interior music. And, I, and this is, in my opinion, the best stuff was actually the older stuff. It's get, it's, it's getting worse and worse, like everything. It so, is. Um, I don't. I think the, the Christian music industry was very fledgling uh, in the seventies. There wasn't much going on there except for Keith Green and some other stuff. But anyway, I think it peaked in the eighties, and it's been going downhill ever since. But anyway, uh-huh. I listened for a couple years, and then I, I I checked out and I started listening to ambient music and new age music. But that, a lot of that had to do with because we had a um, we actually had a local New Age station in Seattle, and it disappeared, and it never came back. They also had a New Age station in the early 80s, and that 
a new wave station, okay? Stuff like, you know, Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. That was the greatest station I've ever heard locally, and it was there for a while, not even two years, never disappeared, never came back. Yeah. The music they used to play, I was really into that stuff. See, I went from <laughs> punk to new wave. Mm-hmm. The stuff that came out in, in the early 80s, late 70s, I've never, that's where music peaked with me. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything better after that. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that the, the punk rockers that came later were inferior to the early ones. That's my oh, opinion. Yeah. Other people could disagree. I think it went downhill after the early 80s. The yeah, peak. it did. I, you know, I knew Henry Rollins. <laughs> I hung out with Henry Rollins here. You talk about the saxophonist? No, Henry Rollins from Black Flag. Oh, okay. And uh, he was a poet, man. He he would sit and write stuff on napkins that were just. It was he was a, actually really brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, the, yeah. So, how did you meet up with him? Uh, promotions. We were doing promoting bands in Spokane, mm-hmm. punk rock and stuff back then, and ended up just. I never got into Black Flag. I think they came a little later. I'm looking them up right now. Uh, I, think, I, no. I think that's one of those later 80 bands. That, didn't they peak in the later? Yeah. Yeah. Hold it. No. Heck no. No, they, they formed in 1976, and they broke up yes. in 86. Yep. Um, I'm refreshing my memory. I remember them. I never bought anything from them. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, I was a huge Ramones he, fans. He played and here at the Grotto. Right here it says Black Flag sound mixed the wild yeah. simplicity of the Ramones with a tonal guitar solos yeah. and later years frequent tempo riffs. Yeah, they I've played here. I've heard they songs. played here at the Grotto in Spokane. Well, actually, you know, they're a classic punk rock band, and they're they probably are one of the biggest ones I never got into for some, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. I, yeah, Bella, yeah. I actually used to buy every single punk punk rock <laughs> <laughs> punk rock single. I used to buy singles. Uh-huh. I used to buy every, anything that was popular. I, 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 I listened to Ultravox. Remember Ultravox or like? Yes, yes, yes. All those crazy. I mean, there's so much. Yeah. Okay, so they're saying that you know different acts that are like them are Circle Jerks, Misfits, and Minutemen. I never got into either of those bands. I know all, yeah, I used to, as a matter of fact, I had all those albums, and my mom was into the charismatic movement, and she burnt all my <laughs> records. <laughs> you, she what? She burnt my whole record collection. <laughs> I, I burnt them myself, but not the jazz or the blues. And yeah, the, and Circle I Jerks. Couldn't, I couldn't my mom's myself. like, do you know what that means? You know what yeah. jerk means? <laughs> I, I couldn't bring myself to burn the Beach Boys and the and Todd Rundgren. So you know, I was really I into Nina Hagen was my oh one my of my God. favorites. I, you know something? I, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? When, <laughs> okay. I, when I was talking about buying singles, I actually thought about her because I bought some of her singles, but I never bought her albums. I actually bought her singles, and I thought about her. And now you met. You know, I'm gonna, this is like humor, okay? I'm going to tone it down here. But she is completely off the charts. She's, you know, European. I forget what's going on. She used to appear yeah. on, just a second, she used to appear on stage with a yep. 
back in the 60s, they used to call them a sexual aid. And now we call them yeah. a deal, though, and a vibe up her whatever yeah. on the stage. Are you with that? Yep. But she's talented. <laughs> she used to do that. Now, you know, she used to do that because it's deliberately controversial. Universal Radio was one of my favorites. She did. Okay, I don't recall that. <clears throat> I had some of her singles, though. <laughs> I saw her in Seattle in 1984, 85. Hmm. She was something else. And I had... I had was she German? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, she had just... I had pink hair, and nobody had pink... I had pink hair when I was, like, 16. Crazy, big, huge... Have you hair. had pink hair that long? Yes. Wow. Is that well, that's crazy? part of your image. You've got to have an image when you're drummer, you know. It's just part of my soul. I can't get yeah. rid of that. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, have you ever thought about just wearing a wig and going natural and, and still yeah. have a pink hair? Okay, you're a naturalist. I'm going to have artificial pink hair, but I'm going to do it the right I way. I'm die. I'm going to be... Just like my I'm, garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually show people how to grow hair. I guarantee results. I uh, did it with Chuck. It's called hair farming. Big cover-up. <laughs> yep. Use natural enzymes and unclog the hair follicle. There's a huge conspiracy. Not all ma- male pattern baldness, but most of it is cl- caused by a, a clogged hair follicle. Bacteria. All you, you got to do is unclog the hair follicle. Yes. The hair, you know, check this out. The hair is inside, and it pops out. And when it when it pops out, it looks like a bent pin or like a corkscrew. Do you have hair? Imagination. Do you have a lot of hair, Dave? I I don't uh, I don't fool around with this stuff anymore. Are you bald? No, people they would call it like a receding <laughs> hairline. It just happens naturally with an older man. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like bald, bald. You know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's because of the foods that we eat and the toxins. Um, we we see all this receding hairlines and baldness. They didn't used to have this before the twentieth century. Right. It's artificial. Um, well, something's wrong, you know. <clears throat> you're probably still cute. Well, I have all these. <laughs> Although pictures. there's no pictures of you anywhere. You keep bringing it up. So is Emily. Must be a female thing. Uh. Johnny was talking to you about. Yeah, because on my Facebook, I have so many. I I love art and hair and stuff, and Mm -hmm. I have like hundred, you know, profile pictures, and you have none. (laughs) Well, I um. Now I do have pictures up there when I'm younger. Have you seen those? One. Uh, No, there's other ones. Um, Maybe they're just in my timeline. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. I'm looking at my cabbage rolls. I picked two huge things of cabbage in my yard today. And I made mm-hmm. cabbage rolls, and I just took them out of the oven. So how many plants in your yard are being affected by this blight? All of them. All of them? Okay, I've never not, had okay, that. Okay, Bella, that's not right. I didn't, I've never had blight in my in my gardens like okay, this. Okay, like, I... That's artificial. They did it. it that, not every plant should be affected like that. I mean, the trees are Dave, not obviously Dave, I will right. take pictures of my plants, and I'm telling you what, uh, 
I'm a green thumb. I know cures for everything. Mm-hmm. I have neem oil. I sprayed neem oil on my plants when they were babies. <laughs> Isn't that kind of expensive? Yes, and well, I, I, I baby. There's cheaper things that you can spray on it. I know, but I, I babied my plants like nobody, and they're dying. <laughs> I think you should buy a colloidal silver maker because you can just make as much colloidal silver as you want and just spray it on there. If it's a bacterial problem, it will eliminate it. But the problem is the plant is fundamentally sick. Fundamentally sick, things can be internal, and not, you can't just cure it on the surface, you know. It's depressing. So that means you've got to improve the soil. And it really just amplify the, the life force. Dave, One I've already done life, that. Bella, just I, a second. It's to take crystals, crush them up, and just throw them in the soil. That's a simple method. Buy the crystals, crush them up. How come the in 20 years of me gardening, and I've done all this stuff, and now there's nothing I can do. So how long has this been going on? This summer. Mm. Whoa. It, it's really bad. I'll take pictures. I mean, we're talking bad. I, I, I went in there, and I sprayed baking soda really carefully on everything, and I... I uh, I don't know, Bella. Have, if you really, really love your garden, maybe you should talk, stop talking to me and, and see if it improves, okay? You know, it depends how much you love your garden. You, know? you love me more than your garden? Or what? Of course I do. I thought you loved your garden more. No, Dave, I love you more. Well, that, I really, uh, I'm really impressed. I think we should love people more than things. So yes, I, I give you a, I'm going to give you a gold pentagram for the week. <laughs> gold From the pentagram. Illuminati. From the Illuminati. The dark, the dark right. things. Yeah, yeah. They like pentagrams. So. Yeah. Well, I think there was some pentagram, like, on my plants. I think I saw some, like, pentagram, like, in, like imprinted on the leaves. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to take you seriously. Cause I, I, I was going to say, you, you know something, Bella? That's an Illuminati signature. They're telling you we're doing this to your garden, and you're in denial. Exactly. But thankfully, that's not happening. There's no Illuminati it, it signature is odd, though. in your garden. Yeah. Okay. My potato patch, my potato patch, for some reason, in the back, mm-hmm. is is okay. Hmm. So I thought you said it was all affected. No, but my potato patch is under my cherry trees. So it's almost like maybe the cherry tree is, is protecting him or something. Did you know that the potatoes are toxic? Oh, Dave. I'm just helping out a little bit. They're from the nightshade family. You can I eat them. It, they're well, not so, so are tomatoes. Tomatoes and potatoes. I know they are. are. And, and, and this is what I tell uh, people. Don't freak out about it. You can eat, you know, you can eat your potatoes and your tomatoes. And uh, it, don't worry about it. But that tells you that just vegetables are inferior to fruits because they don't have any natural toxins. And, uh, and, they, also and have have, this, they also have this in lettuce. If you eat too much lettuce, they have lettuce opium. And if you, think, if you don't think this is true, in the old days in the 70s, they used to have head shops where they actually, actually used to sell extracts of lettuce opium. If you eat too much lettuce, it will dull your brain. Great. The vegetarian conspiracy. I'm a semi-vegetarian. Well. Sometimes I'm a full vegetarian. But I'm not a vegan. I can't handle that. No. I like cheese. 
I'm making bread right now. It's bad for your colon. And I eat it anyway. I'm making homemade bread. It's just, it's it's risen. Now I have to put it in another pan. Wow. I mean, (laughs) Paul must be really... uh, My bread has risen. ...from all this. Well, yeah. Most, you, do you realize how few uh, husbands, males in America are you know, eating that kind of bread? Nobody is doing that kind of stuff anymore. You know, nope. he's, he's really fortunate. I hope he appreciates all this. He does. He really does. That's good because you've got a lot of males out there that don't appreciate it. And the women, it isn't about women. God designed them. You've got to compliment them. Mm-hmm. They want to be complimented. That's the way they're designed by God. And then go ahead and do that. And tell them how wonderful they are, you know. They need it. They need to be Well, I, yes, they do. And I, I had a huge, well, I had a really great crop of strawberries this year. And I, I made like 20 jars of freezer jam. <laughs> and Paul eats that like it's like, you know. I'm like, slow down. Just put that on your bread. You're, he already went through like five jars of it already. <laughs> like, You're spoiled. Yeah, he puts it on, you know, everything. But uh, I think we live in a world where people don't have a sense of pride because they don't do things, they don't create. You know? No, they don't create anymore. I mean, I sew everything. They're consumers right now. now. They buy it off the shelf, you see. Right now, me and me and my daughter Maria are making bird baths. <laughs> wow! From scratch. Anyway, the people are not self-reliant anymore. They're reliant on the system. You see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I'm a weirdo. I'm a weirdo because I don't, you know, work twenty-four-seven out in the world and do this and that. But if, I make. If you're a weirdo because of that, I must be mentally ill. <laughs> my neighbor comes over and she's like, "I just love your Bohemian house." What does that mean? <laughs> you know, it's like they need to walk me away because I'm way yeah. behind you. Are you? Oh yes. Way behind you. Well, I used to make stained glass windows and stuff like that. Now I'm making bird baths with stained glass. And... It sounds like you're industrious. Yeah. I'm so happy. I live in my own little world, and you know, I, I I'm an extrovert. You know, I have to have people. You know, I have to have. But well, I, I'll, keep, I'll keep on complimenting you to feed your ego because I think that's essential to your basic uh, nature. Is it? You think so? Well, most people today are not narcissists. With that's I'm a narcissist. I probably program. am. Oh, well, we're all narcissists. This whole I'm, culture I'm is narcissistic. Hollywood is narcissistic. I need your love, Dave. I need your How attention. many people are following Hollywood? It's all narciss- narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, though, is that all the stuff I do is just, I really don't get a pat on the back for all the stuff I do around here. Well, we'll try to make you feel better. You know. Thank you. <laughs> You, you got to, you know, I'm not going to tell you how, what a great drummer you are. You got to do something. I'm not going to just throw out false compliments, you know. Oh, good. Yeah. So, you have to prove yourself. Oh. Actually, you know, I'm not the ultimate guy to discern your drumming skills. Johnny might even be better than that, but. 
Well, I'll tell you what I did last. Well, last July 4th, uh, a band in town called me up and, and uh, asked me to sit in because they, they lost their drummer. And it was all classic rock, you know, all that stuff. Never, I never got a chance to even get the playlist. And I sat in with the band and pulled the whole night off. And Paul was like, you were the best in the band. Yeah, you can but do that. You can I can sit in with anybody and fake it. Now, isn't and it true you, that you can lag just, just a little bit behind? I don't lag. Location? I have okay. never lagged. Okay. I'm not a lagger. Okay. Whoa, okay, okay. I don't lag, Dave, right? You don't, you don't need a lag. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. right in there firing. Don't call me a leg. Uh-uh, I'm so sorry. I know you're <laughs> No, but I'm I'm in the pocket. I'm in the pocket all the time. It's weird. I don't even miss a beat. Uh, so I, I I sat in with this band and I did you know I never heard any of the music. Never never. Well, I've heard it before, you know, through in life, but I never like got the playlist or. But I went in there and just did it. And if you can do that, you're a good drummer. I'm telling you right now. And I played for a whole crowd of people, you know, on the 4th of July at the lake. Mm-hmm. lake Loon Lake. <laughs> What's the name of that lake again? Loon Lake. It's uh, north, of Washington, uh, north of Spokane. Okay. So that's... And Paul was like, you know, he he's really picky too. He was like, wow, I'm really amazed. You really pulled that off. <laughs> so, and the bass player was a woman, which was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But she, yeah, she was. She's actually really good. I get a kick out of these bass players with the women. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, am I thinking of the right uh, artist here? I think uh, Todd Bremgren had one mm-hmm. quite a while ago recently. <clears throat> I'm a huge fan of his, by the way. I only acknowledge two people in the music industry as quote-unquote geniuses, Brian Wilson. I know everybody will disagree with you. Brian Wilson and um, Todd Bremgren. Yeah, Brian Wilson's under under... He he really he was he really was a genius. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. But, there may uh, be other ones, but it, and know, the thing not. is, is that I'm a jammer. See, I learned to jam mm-hmm. because of all the musicians that come over. Uh, so I learned to be a jammer, so I can jam and fit in with any, you know I can sit in with anybody and fake it. <laughs> it's crazy, but. You know, there was a there was a a band, a heavy metal band that's pretty well known in Spokane. And I was friends with the uh, with the drummer, and uh, one, they were playing down the street at Pond One in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went down to to say hi, and they had me sit in. I played. I just played the middle, played it, and people were like, what, what, fella, what? <laughs> when you were playing, uh, did your head bob at all? 
Did you really get into it? Or? I don't. I think that. I think that everybody has a musician face, mm-hmm. like a weird face. <laughs> I probably did like. You know, you do that. I'm your just, body. I'm, I'm trying to figure out whether you're aggressive. Oh, very. Okay. Uh, very aggressive. Yeah. Bad. I mean, I'm like. Uh, did, were you a show off? You, um, you never throw the sticks up in the air and catch them, did you? I can do that. Oh, of course. You did. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. Oh, I can put sticks because you because yeah for years I've been okay. Well, playing. There you go. You were a my show sticks, off. Yeah, I, you yeah. You were demonstrative. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm a narcissist. <laughs> Some people can pull that off. Some people can't. <laughs> uh, no. no I, 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 look I, at me. Look at me. You better. You better be able to do something. No, when I was playing with those guys down there, I didn't. I wasn't doing all that. Okay. Because I was just playing. You know, I was just like, "Wow, this is cool." You know, the neat thing about being a drummer... You know what the band was? Here's the band. The Mm -hmm. band's name was Hell Dorado. Hmm. And uh, the drummer kind of, like, fell for me. Like... Mm -hmm. I'm sure that happened a number of times. Oh, yeah, but... Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, when he gave me the fix, he's like, here, Bella, because he's like, he knew... He heard about me and stuff, you know? And I went down there, I was like, okay. And I just... Damn. <laughs> he was pretty impressed with my playing, though. But it's not bragging if it's true, Dave. <laughs> I know. I brag about myself all the time. But it's I, not, bra- I, I, I it's not bragging if it's by true. Joking. But it's all, it, this show is all about promoting Dave, and eventually we'll change the name of the show to the All About Dave show. <laughs> yeah. Here's my motto in life. If you do something good, it's not bragging if it's true. Mm-hmm. Just acknowledging reality. Yeah. And people can't handle it. Because I'll be the first. I'll be the first person to tell you I'm a, when I do shit wrong. I will tell you. I'll be the first person to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't like. Are you hard on yourself or? Oh yeah. Okay. In my I inner. In my inner life, in my inner soul, because I'm an ENFP, and we're like, we have like introverted feeling, so we don't express our feelings. So everybody thinks I'm happy all the time. They always think that I'm just really happy. Mm-hmm. But So if I have a bad day or, or or something's going wrong and I try to express that, no one takes me seriously because they, they're used to me being like, you know, happy Bella, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And so, but my inner world is, Deep and dark and darkness. Hmm. <laughs> and it's sorrow. Yeah. yeah. But make I have good, that side. Make a good movie, yeah. <laughs> you got to have some darkness to make a good Nobody movie. ever knows my sorrows, my, my, that part of me. Hmm. You, you sound like the psalmist. And, and the thing is, the only time that shows is I refuse to smile in pictures. So on my Facebook pictures, my, like my soul comes through. Because you know, I used like, to be that when I was younger. Um, every single picture, I'd never smile. But my, like, when I when I get a picture, it's like my my chance to say, "Just feel me, man. Can you just feel my soul?" <laughs> you know, or something right. like. 
because I cannot fake smile. I, I'm not going to sit there and like. And then I, I always think my smile is goofy. You know, like I have a goofy smile or something. Like you know, when I was younger, I refused to participate in anything fake. Um, yeah. And I, I, I absolutely refuse to participate in anything remotely have to do with the disco um, movement, including picking up uh, girls at night, because uh, I, I, yeah. I'm not going to do that, because I, I will not stoop to that music. That music is uh, <laughs> utter garbage, and I will not, I will not participate. I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm going to fake it enough to get the chick. I never did it one time. I said, no. I will not, no, I will not get out there and do that. I, I hate that music. I'm not going to fake it. I don't like it. Exactly. I could fake it. My, you know, my friends used to say, Dave, just go on. You, you can get the groove. I hate that music. I said, you I know, and they would say, I don't like it either, but that's what the chicks like. I said, I don't care. I'm not participating. The only time I smile, the, on my Facebook, the only time you're going to see me smile is to with my kids because I can't help it. Okay. They just, you know, they, they're, they're my joy. My kids are both, they're both, they're both the same personality type, ESFPs. Mm-hmm. And that personality type is, they're the clowns, you know, they're like the, they, they're the actors and the comedians, mm-hmm. and they've been my joy my whole life. And I get around them, I can't help but smile. It's just, it's, they're just absolutely wonderful. It's actually a frequency. This is a big secret. There's a frequency of laughter and comedy. I can feel the goosebumps on my body right now thinking of my kids, because they are Honey, fun, fun. They've always been a joy for me. Mm-hmm. And my son just graduated from college, and he's uh, he had he had to have a four point to get into the physical therapy program. Oh my! He just graduated, and now he's sort of you know he's working in that capacity. Mm-hmm. And uh, Maria is just she has a million friends because she just is such a loving, bubbly soul, and funny, and so I think that the, the, the morose side of myself, like the depressed side of myself, they just take that away from me. Like they just, I can't even be depressed around him. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the dark inner Bella. Yeah. I have a dark side. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I do, and... I I have a hard time expressing that side of myself, so I think it comes out in my eyes sometimes in pictures. And people are like, "Why aren't you smiling, Bella? What what is, what's going on with that?" People used to say the same thing to me. Why don't you smile? Because you're probably an ENFP. You're probably an ENFP. I think that you are. I'm going to make. Well, you I only did this when I was young, and then later I started to gradually smile more and more. I think it was reflection of an inner problem that wasn't being resolved. I think I was manifesting, you know, I'm not happy or something. I think you're ENFP because we're deep, deep souls, but we only express the happy side, and then nobody sees the inner turmoil that we have. (laughs) Hmm. Well, actually, um, I've done a lot of, you know, personal self-work, and I've moved past those things, and the things that I haven't been able to change, I accept them. I accept myself, you know, I love myself. You got to do it at some point or you're, yeah. you're self-destructive. There's, you got to be so, careful not to love yourself too much. So many people and, tell me I'm beautiful or or like charismatic or I'm mm-hmm. all these things. You would not believe my inner self. <laughs> I'm like, what? 
You look you look biologically younger than your actual chronological age. I have no listen. I have no wrinkles. My mm-hmm. kids are people think that I'm my daughter's sister. By the way, Connie's <laughs> the, Connie's the same way. Yes. People and think she's uh, thirty in her early thirties. Even all my even my charger in my body, it's like even the, my muscle uh, thing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't even have saggy parts. I don't understand that for my age, but I don't I don't have all that. But and I don't know why. <laughs> so uh, I walk around. I walk around. And I have people, I have twenty year olds hitting on me all the time. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. In my but. My mind, I can't. I can't be with a twenty-year-old. I'm well, not. That is when, not. When you know. these uh, young men hit on you, do you tell them that you're a fundamentalist, uh, Bible-believing Christian, and you have to go pray now? Or what, no. what do you tell them? What, what do you tell them? Um, you, I'm, I'm not a fundamentalist Christian. <clears throat> that I can't be with you anyway. I I think that my uh, my actions speak for themselves. <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, encourage them, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't encourage it ever. Don't encourage that. But well, you've informed us there's no hanky panky in the background. So. No. Yeah. And I'm very. I'm just a play. I'm a very playful person, and I think that ENFP types are so playful and childlike that it almost reflects in their bodies. It's you know like. Now, are you claiming that I'm a similar uh, yes. personality type to you? I think I you I, are. I think you're I an ENFP, and I'm going to be right. I know I'm going to be right. You're going to yeah, take I know I am in some respects, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, we're very, we, people don't take us seriously because we're very playful. And we're probably the deepest, one of the deepest souls there is on the earth. <laughs> And yet we don't reflect that to the world, you know, but inside we are like that. Because I'm a deep soul. I mean, I'm deep as it can get, like the ocean, you know. And, and, and then so people, like, but we're real, we, we, we get bored really easily. So yeah. we'll be with somebody and we give them our whole soul. And mm. at the time that we, we're with them, we're just like, I love you. And then, like, a month later, we're on to the next person, and they're going, "Well, you just love me so much, and now you're on to the next person." Okay, that is—that's not me. I'm a Capricorn. I'm faithful. No, abandon me first. I, I no, no. People. I'm talking about like having a lot of friends. So okay. even if even if you have one person that you just meet, and you give them your whole soul to them, and you're like, "Oh, I love you know," and then you move on to the next person, but at the People don't realize that when you were with them, you really love them for real. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, and we tend to have a lot of friends and a lot of uh, moving, you know, a lot of acquaintances and, and stuff like that. Like, and we really do feel for everybody that we meet. You know. Yeah, I've got some commonalities with that. My my uh, social circle is up in small. The only reason I'm in contact with as many people as I am is because of this podcast. The 
the circle just keeps expanding. It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger unless I become less popular at some point. It's just good. You know, if it just stays the same, more people become exposed to the podcast. They'll contact us. We'll start talking to them. It's more and more and more and more people. Mm-hmm. Unless they lose interest. It's not happening yet. Well, I think that we're gen- we're genuine people. We we just are people people. We love people. I'm just going to ride the propaganda and all the bizarre <laughs> stuff that's going to happen. I won't have a problem with being unpopular. There's so much crazy stuff coming. We need to have Dave explain it. So I got a career now. Apparently, we're popular with more than like earthlings. <laughs> well, there are spiritual beings that are attracted to this. We'll be talking about that later. You know, we, and I we, think if if you're okay, so. If, if the spirit world has to deal with us, right? Mm-hmm. I always thought to myself, at least something want to challenge. <laughs> you know, maybe there were a challenge to them. Maybe that's fun for them. Because we're challenging them on a, on a, on a pretty serious level. Okay. We're, 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 we're uh, exposing them on a level that, you know, most people aren't doing. And maybe that's fun for them. And maybe we're just, you know, toys. <laughs> I hold to the view that they, they don't actually respect this. There's such a huge drop off behind these. Well, I don't the think lo- they respect, I don't the, think they respect us. But the lowest Elohim and us, you know. Right now, uh, humans are so screwed up, it's hard to respect hardly anybody if you're not a human. Yeah, but at least for a little bit of a challenge. You know. You know? You must be talking about spiritual warfare then, maybe, huh? Yeah. Okay. Because we're not wimpy. We're, we're standing up to them. Yeah. I have people all the time tell me, aren't you afraid of them? No. no what's the worst they can do? Kill me? Oh, take me out of my misery. Fine. <laughs> I don't even believe they can kill me. I think i got to have these prophecies before we fill first. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If, they, if that's what they want, I didn't mean... Is Look, that the worst that can happen? I just told somebody yesterday, I used to climb mountains believing that I cannot die, but if I was going to die, I'd be resurrected because I, I actually believe in these prophecies. <laughs> yeah. It would affect my mountain climbing. I go, I'm not going to die here. I'm going to be okay. Dave, you're... T- That's <laughs> <laughs> some crazy stuff. And it, Dave, I got, that is I got awesome right there. I never had a problem. I think when I climbed these mountains, there was angels protecting me. And yeah. I... I I had awareness of it, and I'd take a few risks. Dave, Dave, I, I, I rolled off the freeway. My, my, no one even knows why, like, what happened to my car. Mm-hmm. 80 miles an hour, I flew off the highway, and my son Gabe was in the car. He was mm-hmm. two. And we walked away. We must have rolled, like, eight or nine times. Yeah. Connie has a story like that. Just let me tell you my story. Connie has a story like that where she should have been dead. She survived. She oh. believes an angel. She, she actually believes a specific angel protected her. I know that sounds a little woo-woo for everybody. But actually, um, when I was um, around sixth grade, we went up towards the, um, very close to the Canadian border, British Columbia up there, a, a place called Birch Bay. It was a vacation. And we had a boat, and we were coming back, and my mom was driving, and the boat started to uh, fishtail. And mm-hmm. uh, she couldn't control it. My dad was like half awake and he, he grabbed the wheel and he couldn't. And the car rolled over. I'm not sure how much, but everyone mm-hmm. was thrown out. 
uh, that I can remember. And I, this is crazy. I got out of that car and I started laughing. Yeah. yeah I, I, and my cousin was laughing because <laughs> yeah. I told him that we all yeah. could have died. And, and here's the thing. The police officer showed up and he said, this is what he said. I don't remember word for word, but he said this is the most luckiest wreck or something I've ever seen. Yeah. That's what he said. That's what he said. So. I had a surgery. I think you're protected. Where? Oh, by the way, there was gasoline all over the place. From the yeah. Boat, but no, no fire. There you go. Wow. Well, I have a surgery where I lost so much blood. And uh, they forgot to give me blood transfusions. They just forgot at the hospital. And what, so my one of my friends that I was actually in a band with at the time came in the room, out of, just showed up. And I was gone. I was goners. I was out. And the next thing I knew, I woke up and ICU with blood transfusions. They just forgot to give them to me. I was almost, my mom actually sent the priest in to give me my last rites. <laughs> really? They, uh, yeah, they just forgot. How does that even happen? Mm-hmm. It's highly unusual. Yeah. I remember because my my twin sister was taking care of Maria and she was, you know, she was little, like four or five, Mm -hmm. and uh, was giving her a shower at the hospital so she could go to school clean. (laughs) But, yeah, I've had so many times where I've almost died, I can't even count them. Gosh. Wow. Well, that's where you see the hand of God. Because uh, on a statistical basis, you probably should have been dead by now. Yeah, exactly. So many times. I, I, I never had, you know, I had never had no problems with, uh, you know, drug overdoses. I just smoked pot and ate mushrooms occasionally. So I never had that kind of, you know, near-death type drug overdose type, you know, that's going on. I remember when I was, I remember, one sec. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was Paul was talking to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Now where was I? You were well, in the land of Nod, and you were oh, talking about the fairy people. When I started going out, everything got super loud. That was the weirdest thing. Really super loud, and then I just like uh, I was hyper. I could just notice everything was way more vivid and crazy, mm-hmm. and then bam, gone. Hmm. Yeah. All disappeared. So yeah, I've had a I've had quite a few of those kind of weird experiences, but I guess I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. Is he playing music in the background? Uh, hold on. Yeah, I'll sneak up on him. He's playing. Yeah, he's playing rather quiet. You should hear him play hamming. Okay, tell me he's live and on the air.
Playing. You should hear him if he goes nuts on his hamming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm uh, Wikipedia in the Hammond organ. Uh, it's manufactured in 1935. I didn't think it was that early. Yeah, you should start your hamming up. I know, but this is this is. What do I know about a Hammond organ? I thought they were from the 1960s. You'd be famous, then. <laughs> don't ask me about Hammond organs. I don't know anything. Just turn it on, hon. Don't be an old fart. <laughs> the the organ was originally marketed and sold by the Hammond Organ Company to churches. You should just do it, hon. As a lower cost alternative to the wind driven like the organ, or instead of a piano, it quickly became popular with professional jazz musicians in organ trios. I'm going to make him a, turn it on. A small group centered on the Hammond organ. <clears throat> All right, he's going to turn it on. All right. <laughs> We're, are we going to be electrified here? He's going to do it. <laughs> I talked him into it. All right. Paul Layton on Hammond Organ.
Yeah, I'm looking at Wikipedia. Now, this is where I got hung up. It says Jimmy Smith. I never heard of him. And Jimmy Smith's use of the Hammond B3 with with its additional harmonic per, per, percussion feature inspired a generation of organ players, and its use became more widespread in the 1960s and 70s in rhythm and blues, rock and reggae, as well as the important instrument in progressive rock. That's where I remember the Hammond organ from is the 60s. I thought it was created originated there but no it's way back in the 30s yeah so there you go so that's hammond b3 right there wow okay and that was mild he usually goes crazy on it but his hands hurt because he's been working all day sock it to you (laughs) right anything else uh bella that you um well this is interesting i I'm a little surprised they did not come over to your house again when you're on the phone with me. Um, they, they did. They did. You didn't yeah. say anything about it. Right. I was. I wanted to take my. I can't. I was gonna. I can't take my phone out and talk to you and do that at the same time. But there was. One... How come you didn't say anything? Because <laughs> I'm just used to it. Okay. I got. I got to the point where I started to theorize that they think, you know, Dave, you want to put on the show and you want to include us in your show live here on Talk Shoe. We're not going to come out and, and, and do it, you know, revolve around her house again. We're not going to do that for you, Dave. I guess they did it anyway. Yeah, they did. You just didn't publicize it? No, it was one more time. One more time. That's interesting. But, see, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let them, you know, I didn't think they would take the challenge, but they did. Yeah, they did. Wow. Okay. It's unusual because, I mean, that's just not a flight pattern around here. (laughs) Does Paul Paul think you're potentially mentally ill, or does he tolerate any of this? Uh, Do you think I'm mentally ill, or do you tolerate this stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. He thinks I'm mentally ill. I'm not going to come out in this show and say that you're mentally ill, but I'm going to use you uh, for amusement purposes, and we're probably going to get a lot of downloads here. So. If we weren't all crazy, we'd all go There's a great great song by the Runaways, the first female, all-female group. They were punk rockers, basically. Yeah. They, they became, this is mild punk, but they had a great song. You can look at it on YouTube. It's called Mama, We're All Crazy Now. And, uh, mm-hmm. That's what I'm out here. That's Bell in a nutshell. Do you know I can sing? Well, the, the, you know, the pink hair and the conspiracy theories. <laughs> and plus you can sing. Yeah, I can right. sing really good, too. I have a good, yeah, I have a good voice. Oh. I, yeah, yeah, good voice. What? He has a good voice. Yeah. He has a good voice. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say earlier that one of the things about being a drummer is you get to play more than anybody else. Oh, yeah. As a general rule. And not always. It depends. You know, there's there's exceptions, but most of the time the drummer gets to play all the way through. Yeah. 
So that's great if you got like a, a you know type A personality. If you're an extrovert. Yeah. Okay, we had two seconds there of dead air. And, uh, oh, because Paul wanted me to feel the dog's heart because my puppy. Oh. She won't. For some reason lately, she won't eat. So I have to. She, she's. She decided not to like her dog food, but she has energy. Okay. So I bought her cat. I bought her cat food. Okay. Okay. The puppy is just like a child. The child says, "I'm not going to eat this." Okay. And uh, what you need to do is just say, "Fine." You're not going to eat. Now, hardly anybody does this because they don't understand that you know it's okay not to eat. You don't have to eat. They don't want to eat. Don't let them eat. Okay. But it works a lot better with an animal because here's the thing. If an animal is picky about something, just fine. See, you're not going to control me. I'm the boss around here. You're not going to eat. Now, here's the thing. You're going to put them in a fasting mode, and guess what happens when they're fasting? Your palate is making adjustment. For instance, we're used to all these stimulants, like all this excessive you know, salt and stuff like that, and sugar, yeah. and we eat like organic food, and it's got, this doesn't taste good. Well, yeah, because it doesn't have all this garbage in it, okay? But guess what? Just let the person fast for a couple of days, and their palate, I guarantee you, it, it happens with everybody, their palate will adjust, and then they'll be able to, you know, enjoy some of these foods that doesn't have all the stimulation and, and, and toxins in it, you know. And, and I guarantee you, you can get a, uh, an animal to like any food, just put them on a short fast. When you put your animal or any other biological entity on a fast, the only thing that happens is something good. Everything is good when you fast. Your body is like rejoicing. You go, finally, you get a clue. I wanted to get rid of all these poisons, but I didn't have enough energy. But thank you so much for letting me do this. Now we can finally release some toxic burdens and toxic sludge just slowing you down. You know, because most people are addicted to food, which is not even food anyway. It's fake. Anti-food, we call it. Fake food. So don't let... You know, just like you don't, you, you don't want to allow your child to control you, you know, in a grocery store. Mommy, can I have more candy? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stop my feet. You've got to be careful. If your child does that, just try to be low-key. Take them outside because you've got all these, you know, hopefully correct people out there. They're going to, you know, talk about this somewhere on the Internet. I saw this mother. I think she was a fundamentalist Christian abusing her child. And, you know, I think she was going to spank her pretty soon. So I just want everybody to know, I mean, this is child abuse. I'm going to contact my local authorities here. You know, you got to watch out for these people, these feminist um, radicals, you know. They don't, they don't like family. They don't like you, you know, because you got a Bible in your pocket. You know, I saw it there and it was sticking out. You know, okay, I got you stereotyped. But, yeah, don't, don't allow your, your animal to control you. Um, they're just like a child, and you are the authority, and you are in control. And you're going to do something good to them, which is fast, get some toxins out, because everybody has a problem with toxic overload. You're also going to make adjustments in their palate, and they will like the new food. Here's the thing. You know, they're, they're, they're putting the foot down and going, I'm not going to eat this. You say, fine, you can protest all you want. We'll fast you for a couple of days, and then I'll put some out of food. If you don't like it, I'll withdraw it, and we'll go a couple more days. Okay? 
nobody's going to die. Everything's getting better and better. Animals cannot fast as long as people. They can't force fast 40 days. The people are all fearful about, oh, my God, my, my, my dog is out eating. You know, that's good. That's fantastic. Educate yourself. The number one thing we need to do is get toxins out of the body, which tells us the number one thing we need to do is fast. Stop eating. When you stop eating, all these wonderful things happen. And guess what? It actually has to do with your mind. You can think more clearly. Everybody talks about this. You know, you have more focus. Because these poisons are holding us back. So that's what I recommend. If you want your, your, your dog, your cat to eat a food that's good for them, and they're used to an inferior food, and they're trying to, you know, they're basically trying to manipulate you. You're not going to do that. I love you enough that I'm going to do the right thing for you, and you're going to eat a better food. There you go. And you'll like it. Because if you don't like it, you're not going to eat. Now, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> They'll come back to the good food. It could be new, but they don't like it. it you know, they, they, you know, they turn the nose up at it, but they'll be fine. Two, three, four, five days. Just put your foot down. That's what I recommend. So, <clears throat> anything else? Bella, where is Bella? Bella. <laughs> where are you? Hello. 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 Yeah, where are you? Are you am, am I here? Yeah, you are now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um you were talking about like feminists yeah. and how you know like CPS and all these kind of groups are like gung ho and femi- you know just taking kids and doing all this stuff but I'm I'm in a situation with my neighbors. Because I, I just want really to say something real quick. I believe almost everyone is a feminist. Go ahead. I am not. Well, I'm I'm not so much, you know. But Everybody's been programmed. I'm just an asshole, but that's because I was. I'm just. You know, so you're you're. I'm jerk. really not trying to be. Are you a circle yeah. jerk? Are you a jerk? But you're not a circle jerk. No, I'm just a jerk. Just a, okay. But anyway, so my neighbors. Okay, I live in a nice neighborhood. I used to live in like uh, neighborhoods like uh, my, when my kids were little, like in the country and stuff. Then I moved to suburbia so they could be in a good school. Well, you were fortunate. So I lived in the same. I've been in the same house for quite a few years, and uh, my neighbors next door just moved out. The, the, the homeowners, and so they're renting the house, and their dogs. There's like five of them. And they crap in the yard like it's disgusting all day, mm-hmm. every yeah. day. They're they're an Indian family. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, and uh, so I go outside, you know, and I'm like, I can't even breathe out here. <laughs> it stinks so bad. And their yard is just, you know, when everyone else's yard is pristine, and there's these guys, you know. And it, it's really it's like a health hazard. It's so bad. But they have like five or six kids, and they're just absolutely amazing kids. They're just fun and awesome. Sonia cut the leaves 
that leaves off. And so everybody always tells me, why don't you call the health department? Uh, I have to call the health department on it. Not a good choice. And you know what? I'll never do it because those kids are not – I'm not going to have them pay for social workers coming in and taking them away because the parents are stupid. So I I deal with it. You know, I'll I'll be like, okay, I have have a beautiful yard and I have all my stuff and my boat and all the stuff and I'm like, my pool. And I'm like, I sit out here and it stinks. It's just so gross. Hmm. But I I will never call I will never call the government on them in it. Have you ever. tried praying about this specific situation? They they put their dog out and the dog there's one dog that they tie up. He howls like he's dying for hours. Hmm. He's probably not happy. We go over there and tell him, you know, just can you just please help that puppy, you know, because it upsets my puppy Iggy. But I'll tell you what I will I don't care how bad it gets over there. That the dad still loves his kids. They're really happy. They li- it's, it's really weird because the dogs live in the backyard. So they moved all their stuff in the front yard, like their barbecues and everything, <laughs> and all that stuff. And they live in the front yard because the dog's poop is in the front yard. Mm-hmm. You know, and there, it's a, I don't know if it's, it's... And there's a guy that lives in the garage in the back. <laughs> he moved in. He's seeing, like, I'll just be sitting in my room with the window open. He starts howling Indian chants. Like, serious Indian chants. Like, he's on ayahuasca or some kind of weird drug or something. Connie actually had neighbors that were Indian, and she talked about them on the show Mm -hmm. and how weird they were. And, uh, but everybody that comes over here, well, you should, on the neighbors, you should call the health department. But I'll never do that because I'm not because all these social workers and all these government people, they're just trained to to not think of a family unit. Just take the kids, take the kids away, and you know. So I will never do that. I'd, I'd rather suffer the, you know. I have a solution for you. Okay. Dave is all about solutions, right? Thank you, Dave. In a, a highly technological, uh, mind controlled system of control. Right. We have no power. Okay. What you do, you knock on the door and go, I've decided to, um, I need some um, extra money and um, I'm uh, going out on poop patrol. And, um, <laughs> and I want to offer my my services for free. I, I don't feel comfortable charging my own neighbor. So, it, you know, if you're up for it, I'll clean up all the poop in your yard for free. I'm not going to charge you anything. Now, this sounds crazy. Most people are not humble enough and submissive. Dave, that's awesome. I love it. You would actually solve the problem. They'd be happy. You'd be happy. You got to you got to take care of the shit. Right. But guess what? The problem is solved. <laughs> what you have to do in order to Dave, be, that is awesome. Right uh, there. Study, in order to be highly ethical, <laughs> you got to actually charge one person for picking up some shit so you can <laughs> pull this off somehow. Otherwise, you're lying through your teeth. Okay? I love it, Dave. So maybe you could have a relative and go, can I clean up some of your shit? Because I, I got this problem with a neighbor. I don't want to lie to him. I'm trying to tell him that I got this the new little... You know, extracurricular activity, make a little extra money because I can clean up your shit in your yard and make a little. Tell me a few, tell me five bucks, you know. And, uh, well, I'll do it twice. Yeah. A year. I'll do it twice a year, so I'm not, I don't want to lie. You know, so twice a year, tell me five bucks. 
And you tell them the story. That's, that's great. Now, now you've got control of your of your reality. Before you're you're passive uh, you're sufferer. You see. Right. That's, you know, that's, cool. they're, they're that's awesome, Dave. They're never going to clean it up. It's hopeless. No. It's a I different know. culture. They just accept it. Yeah. You know the foul stench. Yeah. And so how do you gain control of your environment? There's there's an interesting way. Dave. Mm-hmm. I never thought of that. Pure genius. That's what we offer. You are a genius. Oh my God. I know. I know. Everybody I tells I me. knew it was in you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's a. And it's so funny because Paul, like, the kids love Paul. Hi, Paul. You know, and I just I could not even imagine like how everybody. Everybody around me, even my dad, he's like, call, call the, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's not the solution. But I like that. No, I, I, like love this, I don't like going through the system. No, nope, never okay. would. I don't care. I mean, obviously, if somebody was beating their kids and hurting them or something. But they, they love their kids. You know, I can deal with the smell. <laughs> <laughs> if I thought that there was some way that you could possibly maneuver or manipulate these people into cleaning up their own crap, I would, you know, suggest a different method. But I, I, I think it's hopeless. It is. I mean, it the is. Only, the only solution left is you. So, Dave, tell me that again. So, go over there. So, say I'm trying to um, earn a little extra income. Did you know that people actually have these uh, these kind of jobs, um, doing this kind of thing? They clean up mm-hmm. poop. In people's uh, like dog lovers' yards, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, and just tell them some story, and then you know, I don't, I'm not telling you to lie because you need to do something in the background to make it valid. So just right. clean up shit somewhere twice a year <laughs> for five bucks or whatever. <laughs> tell them it's a joke. Tell your relative. I don't want to lie. I'm a Christian. You know, I'm a Christian. Yeah. I got this problem. Tell them the whole story. I don't, I, I'm trying to be responsible for God. Can I please clean up shit in your yard for, for five bucks twice a year? And they go, okay, this is kind of funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's everything's funny. Yeah, okay, that's the other side. They actually go up and uh, solve the problem. Be sincere. Don't lie to them. Right. Awesome. It's a, it's a psyop. It's a psychological <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll admit that. <laughs> well, and I go, you know, it's funny because my, uh, my, my uh, tomato garden is by the fence. And uh, so the tomato garden's by the fence, and they have pit bulls. And I don't care how nice I am to them, or they just run up and down the fence like they're going to kill me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm trying to have this serene moment in my garden weeding, and I have these, like, pit bulls running up and down the fence. Okay. Pit bulls running up and down the fence. And manifesting anger and aggression, you want to perform psychological operations on them too. Okay. <laughs> so I want you to direct positive um, um, affirmations at their minds. I love you so much. I'm so glad that you're here. I love all you guys. You're my favorite <laughs> pickles in the neighborhood. You're so sweet and wonderful. Because I know you can talk to plants and have beneficial responses. So you can give us an update. Okay. If you to see any significant changes with these pickles. Tell them you love them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. And see what happens. I'll so do that. Because they're going reality. This should work to some degree. They should tone it down a little bit, you know? I'm going to go up to them. I'm going to be like, I love you. They've never had anyone tell this before. 
I'm going to do it, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see? We are about solutions around here. Yeah, we are, because, you know, it's, it's you know, it, I, you know, so many times I want to come out here and be like, ah, you know, and I'm like, no, Bella, just calm down. Just because a dog is wailing at the top of his lungs for 10 hours, and I feel bad because I feel like that puppy is just suffering, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Paul went over there last night and knocked on the door, and they didn't answer. Mm-hmm. But he just knocked, you know, da-da-da-da, and then, and then, like, about 20 minutes later, they went outside and talked to the dog. But then he started up again. Mm-hmm. Do they howl? And I feel he howls like he's dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're you not know? happy. They're not happy. You know, so, no, a lot of times it's just they're, they're yelling because everything is wrong. The whole society is wrong. The whole energy, energetic yes. environment. They can sense it. They don't like it. I just wish I could crawl in that little dog house and pet him, but he'd eat my head off, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, and Iggy is lays in my bed, you know. She's like, she's a chewy, a long-haired, beautiful soul. I love that my puppy. Mm. Now and it's it true. Her. It's true that you did not name this dog after Iggy Pop. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge Iggy Pop fan. I should. Oh my. I know. It, you it's so kidding. hard. Are, yeah. you Are you kidding me? No. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Hey, oh, baby. Yeah, oh. like your pants. Oh, just, oh you're, <laughs> you're in tight with me. I'm evil. <laughs> We're going to have to have you on more often. All aboard you, for you fun like, time. You like Iggy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a tough world we live in. Cause, Let yeah. me see. Is there greatest punk rocker than Iggy Pop? Hmm. No, dude. I, I, I saw I him. Can't recall, I can't recall any. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I'll admit that. But you know, yeah, I think that music he reached reached his greatest heights when uh, Iggy and and Ziggy were together in Berlin, and they produced Ziggy four guitar. fabulous albums mm-hmm. in 1977 in Berlin. Uh, you well, had you had you had the idiot. Uh, you had the idiot, uh, and David Blue's involved in 1977. Right. Then he put out another album, Iggy, put out, and it called uh, Lust for Life. And then right. David, David Bowie put out Low, which I played I played the first side of that album more than any other album <laughs> I ever had. And, but I was toned, so that's my excuse. And then uh, David Bowie put out another album called Heroes, but when David Bowie was putting out his albums, he was working with Brian Eno. But when right. he put out his albums, he was working with David Bowie. Right. And that is the kind of music that used to impress me the most. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that Station by Station by David Bowie in 1976 was one of the greatest albums of all time and certainly one of the most unappreciated. I mean, you, I actually believe you have to be intelligent, even understand what's going on there. I'm going to tell you something right. right now. Okay. I've got a secret face. Facebook group. We have to. We used to have this huge Facebook group on, you know, on Facebook called Out of Darkness in the Light. Okay, and it got taken down when I talked about Quiet Behind the Moon. But, but I, I had a secondary group that people were kind of initiated into, but it was actually quite large. Mm-hmm. Now here's, this is funny because when you come into this group, I actually said you have to listen to station by station. There's a song in Station to Station. That's the name of the album called Station to Station. 
I thought this was one of the greatest songs of all time. It starts out very badly. It's like mm-hmm. testing you. I mean, this is like, it's redundant. It's like not really doing anything. And all of a sudden, it turns into, my God, a sheer freaking genius. And I'm serious, most, right? Most people will quit. They will not keep listening. I said, yeah. it, you got to listen to this song, and then you can be a member of this group. Now, I was kind of joking around. I don't think hardly anybody, I would let people in the group anyway. I was playing around. Now, the reason I was doing this is because David Bowie, like I've said, is the primary person out there that's personifying and mocking this Davidic king that we talk about. Exactly. That's, so it's about, that's why exactly. his name is David. So that's why right. I think that it was all in front. Exactly. There you go. So that's David Bowie. And, and actually, in the 1970s, I was uh, into Bowie. Um, it wasn't anybody. I got into Todd Rundgren uh, later. Early, I was into Eric Clapton as far as a solo act. How about the uh, Velvet Under- Underground? Oh, I was all into them. How about the New York Dolls? Uh, absolutely. They were a little bit early, but um, <laughs> they, they were not I love them. I love them. I, I want I, you to know right now that when it comes to early, um, late, 1970, late 1970s uh, punk rock, as far as groups go, it was Sex Pistols and The Clash with me. I, I, I was a huge fan the of The Clash. Sex yeah, I was totally into the class. If you don't think the class are great, go to go to the um, let me see. How about Bauhaus? Go go to Rolling Stone uh, website and look at the, the top, you know, fifty or two hundred albums. They're going to have you know London Calling rated up so high. They're going to go, wow, who were these guys? I, did they bypass me? Was, mm-hmm. They had a double album. I love to talk about double albums because that double album is one of the greatest double albums of all time, and that's saying something. That's right. what I'm saying, because there right. are some great double albums out there. I, I really love the double albums, because you don't get them anymore. Just like you don't get right. the super groups, because there's not enough talent. No. They can't even create a double album. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it, it's true. The first big one well, was, um, I think, the Beatles' White Album, you know. Right. I can't think of anything before that. There may have been one. Not I'll be decoding all these bands now oh, on my no. website. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. No, they're occult stuff. <laughs> I'm going to decode you. Okay. I'm going to deconstruct you and use you to promote this podcast. All right. We're going to do it together. All right. We're going to I, – I, I want you to argue with me more now and get a little bit more tension going and because uh, people like that, you know, and so on. Uh, Pretend that you disagree with me even when you don't. We'll make a milk it for all sports, okay? You on the same page? It's all about entertainment. You you are a drummer, you understand this. I get it, I get it, man. I get it. Get I'm it. only gonna agree with you so much. I gotta create some tension here. Right. You know, they they love it. They're gonna eat out of our hands. You wanna do that together? I'll do it. Okay, you're on. I'm good about, at disagreeing with you. It's all about people. the show. You know, you're you're a drummer, you understand the show. Right? <laughs> I'm a conspiracy theorist. I understand the show. Right. I, I'm competing with Alex Jones. Now, I, I know people don't believe that. I actually believe that I, eventually, <laughs> if I persevere... Alex Jones is Peter Panton. No, I... Did you hear know. that? In Ohio, where... No, I can become a greater comedian than he is. All that, right. That's, that's my... Uh, if I can help you with that, I, I will. I will. I could use some inspiration. I think I can pull it off anyway. I think I can become a greater comedian than he is. <laughs> I don't have to lie through to, to my teeth, you see. I can actually speak the truth, but the truth is so fantastic 
the people will be laughing. This guy, he's a eager. He's completely out of his mind. I laugh all the way through the podcast. The things he's talking about are so utterly fantastic. Wait, Dave, I, you, you don't like Alex Jones? <laughs> I, I think he's amusing. He's one of my favorite comedians. Right. What are you talking about? What's wrong I, with Alex I, Jones? I know this is funny. I mean, people think this is funny, but I actually believe that he used to be a comedian, and they transformed him. Our first mm-hmm. podcast in Room 1 is talking about that. He used to be Bill Hicks. Right. I can't probably prove that. Oh, you're one of those guys. I don't think you can disprove it. Oh, yeah. I firmly believe that. Okay. I'm going to tell you straight out. The reason I believe that is because we've got revelation on it. I, I said on the show, you can't prove it. You can't disprove it. I think the evidence leans in that direction. But the main reason I believe it is because I've run checks on it. I, and I know that people believe it, and God's not going to tell you this, Dave. Who, who said it had to be God? Maybe an angel is going to give an angel opinion. Can you, can you prove there's no angel opinions? Christians have this simplistic belief system that everything an angel speaks is from the throne room. Uh, use the Bible to prove to me that there cannot be an angel opinion apart from God. Can they speak for themselves? They believe that everything they speak is the golden words of God. Prove that. Can you have a conversation with a, with an angel and, and have them develop an individual opinion? How do you know you can't do that? Hmm. They'll say, that's a demon. I said, prove it. They're always suspicious of any, you know, ooh, any, any kind of voices out there, you know. Good I understand because most of them are false. I'll be the first one to tell you that, okay? But some of them are not false. But Alex Jones is the god of uh, his conspiracy. <laughs> he, he, he's a minor godlet on a, uh, on a payroll that's highly promoted. That's what he is. A minor godlet on a payroll. <clears throat> yeah. He has some talent. He's relatively humorous. I think you're more talented. Probably so. You could be the next Alex Jones. I want to find out the opinion of heaven. What does heaven think? Do they think I'm funnier than him? We'll have to ask them. Anyway, Bell, is there anything else? Uh, These are two late-night podcasts in a row. You're disturbing my sleep patterns. Oh, well, I'm disturbing (laughs) in Uh, general. You're you're disturbing uh, in general. I mean, you're you're getting wrong. I'm I'm starting to get paranoid now. you you got planes flying over your house. They're not going to come over my house now because they're not going to do this to me because I'm talking to you, are they? Um, if, I talk, if I talk to you, will they fly over my house? We're 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 a force, Dave. I don't want this to spread because I like to hide under my pillow and <laughs> put it over my head and pretend it's not happening. You know what I mean? Can't be true. Pillows? I no pillows. I'm not. Pillow I, I do free. want you to know that I used to hide under the bed and I don't do that anymore. I, I'm trying to embrace the new reality. Dave, you sleep in a bed. I'm Those so are so sorry. unhealthy. I have, to, I have to apologize. I think everyone <laughs> should be sleeping on on the floor. On the floor. Yeah. Right. But I'm doing it the wrong way. But I do have a lot of organite <laughs> on my bed because I'm I'm intelligent enough to know <laughs> that my bed springs are a mind control device. Dude, we know that. You know what? Exactly. <laughs> Your bed springs are a. It's a conspiracy. That's bed true. springs. It's, it sounds too funny to take into consideration. But it's true. But they did that to you, too. You know something, Bella? 
if you're going to sleep there passively for eight hours, a third of your day, do you think they might want to perform certain conspiracies upon you when you're doing that in the past? Well, of course, a third of your life, you betcha, you're going to get to there too. Exactly. And, you know, when you come awake, they hit you with that alarm. That is, that's dis- disruptive. Yeah. Okay? It's a shock effect. You can buy a more expensive, they, they call them like a yoga alarm. Uh, uh, that's not the best term, but they gradually become louder and louder. Natural sounds, that's what mm-hmm. you want. And, and and also, if you have an alarm, that thing is a weaponized device. Do not allow that LED light to be directed towards your bed. If it is, keep it far away. But the best thing is to turn it around. And do not allow your cell phone to be on. Uh, you know, during the night. You mean I shouldn't sleep up. with my wait? And keep I it at least two feet wait, away wait. from your bed. It's you mean I shouldn't sleep with my cell phone under my pillow? Oh my God! We'll pray for you, Bella. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it. I'll get a group. Together. What if somebody? What if it, we can? What if Dave calls me and I and I and I miss it? I have to have my phone next to my head. Well, you got to have your Dave programming, so don't try to avoid that. <laughs> I know so that, that can be beneficiary. Okay. So, well, um, I, I have to have I have to have like twenty pillows in my bed. If I can't squeeze a pillow, or there's not a pillow around. Uh, I don't know about that. Now we're, I'm I'm getting suspicious here that you have a fetish with pillows. I do. I have a pillow fetish. All right. Well, we'll we can pray about that too. We can pray Thank about you. all these things, okay? Because, man, I mean, I'm like, I have more pillows, and you know, like. It's crazy. I have to. I have to roll over and know that there's a pillow that holds on to. Maybe I'm just lonely. Mm. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's psychological. But yeah, there is a conspiracy with the with the uh, bed springs. Mm-hmm. Well, Metal. I, I talked about it on the show. I, I proved it with a um, a device that picks up. Um, Negative uh, electromagnetic energy. It manifests as a light, and uh, it was coming out of the bed springs. It's Jeez. only supposed to recognize electronic devices. So why is it, it picking up on the bed spring? Because it's, a, it's, a, it's an antenna, active. Bed springs are an antenna. Yeah. And I also picked this up off of a um, a chair. It was sitting in the middle of the room. You know, it had, it had similar springs. You wouldn't think it would have to do with that, but it had that to do with that too. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I always wonder why we live in boxes. You know, like the whole, like God made the, the, everything curvy out in, in the That's you know, exactly in the wild. Right. There's curves and roundness and and we live in boxes and squares and bed yes. squares and pillows and squares. Now, the entire society is overly yang. You're talking about yin and yang. Yes. Masculine, feminine energy, okay? I can't. I, I, I would rather sleep outside, but, you know, then mm-hmm. I have to sleep out in the dog poop out there, and I can't. <laughs> it smells so bad. I'm surrounded. But I, I like to be outside sleeping in the tent or something on the ground. Like, I never wear shoes. When I go in my gardens outside and stuff, I never wear shoes. Yeah, that's really good, yeah. You Stay know, in contact so, with the uh, Mother Earth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I say that, and some people reject that. But I shouldn't have said, you know, Mother Earth, because people, 
you know, they think of the guy or theory or something like that. But we're designed to be connected with the electromagnetic of the field. And once we start getting away from that, we start right. running into all kinds of problems, which actually can be emotional. So you want to um, well, interact with the earth as much as possible with mm-hmm. And The best thing is standing in sand or being on the beach because there's secrets oh. about sand. They actually are like, has to do with electromagnetism. Sand is superior. You can stand yeah. in a little tiny sandbox when you mm-hmm. sun gaze. That's what they recommend the sun gazers to do it the best way to increase, maximize electromagnetism is when you sun gaze because it also grounds you. It's important to ground yourself. But there's other ways to ground yourself. You can hold a a black stone uh, in your left hand. That's your receiving hand. Uh, or you can um, have a mind machine like I do, and which has a grounding program. And if you get excess energy, just bleed it out. And you can hmm. feel it just dissipating. So that's the, that's the reason why sun gazers say stand in the sand, because you're supposed to uh, ground yourself. But there's other ways to do it. You don't have to stand in the sand. <clears throat> I have this. Uh, I used to have a big above ground pool in my yard, and then I took it out because I wanted more room for my gardens. And then I put a smaller pool. Mm-hmm. But I'll go out and I'll just work in my garden and just, you know. And, Get in the pool, get in the water, and I love water. I ha- I mm-hmm. crave to be in the water. It's weird. So yeah. I have like this this thing I do, like go out in my bare feet, work in the garden, and then jump in the water. <laughs> well, women are yin, yin uh, and they are drawn to yin energy, and uh, water is yin energy. And I just wanted to say earlier that if you're going to live in a um, some kind of structure, it should be primarily yin. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know that healing has to do with balance, and, and balance is, is you know has to do with. Dave, you uh, sound so like New Age. Well, that's from a fundamental Christian <laughs> viewpoint. Okay, but if you're going to talk about healing, it, there should be a perfect balance between yin and yang, masculine and uh, uh, feminine energy. We're talking about solar and lunar. It, maybe Christians can relate to that more. Okay, mm-hmm. but um, if you're going to live in a structure. It actually should be primarily yang with soft curvature. Yeah. That's yin energy. Anything that is um, abrupt, like a corner, that that's yang. I know. And, and we live in houses where everything's corners. It's just, mm-hmm. I hate it. They, do, they did that deliberately. I know they did, Dave. I know it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. And people need to get outside more and... and Oh, we have Pokemon, so now everybody's outside now, running we'll around. We'll be talking about that. Oh, my God. We'll talk, Dave, we'll talk about that later, but I have a lot of opinions on that. <laughs> well, I'm seeing right now, the last few days, what I've been doing is going to this park that I normally go to. Now they got all these mind-controlled slaves walking around. Mm-hmm. They weren't there before. Now they are. And they don't. Nobody looks up. They're all looking yeah, down. Well, you know, the whole idea is, is chasing demons with Pokemon. And the thing is... We talked about that today. And uh, it's... They have, like, the abracadabra ones, and those are all Jewish terms, fake Jews, mm-hmm. you know, the Jewish terms mm-hmm. that are Hebrew terms. Abracadabra comes from a, from the Hebrew language, you know, the whole thing. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, look it up. I, tr- I trust you. As a matter of fact... This is on YouTube somewhere, right? No, I looked it up myself. Oh, okay. 
I look these words up all the time. I don't go on YouTube to find it. I you do know my something? Own research. I think I remember this somewhere, but it was a long time ago. Abracadabra. Yeah. It's a it's a Jew, it's a Hebrew term, and so is hocus pocus. I just I actually the thing is, is that I a lot of people consult with me to do their YouTube videos, mm-hmm. and so I did was teaching some people the other day, or a couple of people that about that about the, some of these demons that they've these Pokemon things, and they're they come from the Hebrew language. So I connected them to the to the the Jewish. Uh, Thing, you know, and so it's uh, pretty fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, uh, I need to go because Illuminati wants me, I, ideally, they want me to sleep on this mind control device for eight hours every night. <laughs> I, I try to appease them to some degree, you know, right? Trying right. to keep them uh, at hand's distance, and, uh, and we got a working relationship, you know, so. I'm going to yeah. go to bed, I'm going to have a lot of organite around me, and uh, I'll be on partial mind control. But they really want me to go to bed so I can control me now. And I I need to leave, so. All right. All right. Good talking to you. And next time they start hovering over your house, just contact me and we'll go live on talk to you. Yeah, we will. We will, We're going to milk it for all it's worth. It's it's all about the big show around here, you know. I'm going to push the big show, even though nobody's paying attention. It's a three-ring circus, you know. We're going to have a show anyway. We We have to. We have to. Accommodate the three ring. You know what I believe? I believe they're going to pay attention later. Once they realize the Mandela effect is true. (laughs) (laughs) They think it's fake. Right. And when you you figure out it's true and your reality is being altered, you can listen and you can come talk today because right now I'm I'm too off the charts. You know, you're not going to listen to me for very long. There's videos from CERN where where they're holding up a sign that says Mandela on it, (laughs) along with a bunch of other stuff, and they claim it. They're claiming yeah, it. You know. <laughs> the old mockery goes on every day. We're so crazy that we we won't even we we're already crazy. So you know, it's like yeah, I think we're I think we're all insane. We're open asylum. We're we're like we're high functioning in the same asylum. <laughs> no I, one I, don't, I, don't, I don't need your drugs to be any crazier. <laughs> I'm crazy enough now. Don't don't give me your drugs. I don't. Exactly. Doctor Dum Dum, just stay far away from me. I don't need you at all. Right. All right, Bella, we're going to wrap it up, and Dave's going to get some sleep. I want to go on partial mind control. I'm, I'm resisting at this point. All right. All right. And uh, I'm, you can be on any kind of mind control you want, but um, if you have problems with your mind control, come talk to me, and we'll try to work it out. And uh, I, will out consult. Going on. I will be consulting with you, Dave. Uh, I do want to comfort you. In a highly technological mind control <laughs> society where we don't have any control and we're all slaves, and uh, I, I do want to bring some comfort in the midst of all that. So, all right. Well, it's much appreciated. Let me know how it's going for you. All right. I'm gonna let you go. Now, we'll okay? do. Okay. All love right. you, Bella. I love Take you, Dave. Care. All right. Bye. bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.